Hello, and welcome to the 47th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And we have two pretty special guests today. Do you want to introduce yourselves? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, longtime listener, first time guest. My name is Ari Kaiser. Hello, Ari. Hello. And uh, second time appearance, this is Tyler. (laughs) Back Uh, by popular demand. (laughs) Thanks for all the tweets and for all the Instagram. So many emails. Emails, everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, returning from my, you know, long stint away to talk about The Great Gatsby. We are currently in Chicago. In specifically Tyler and Ari's idyllic apartment. It's beautiful. Beautiful wooden moldings. Plants everywhere. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please stay. Always. We'd love to. I mean, it is August currently, so I feel like the, this is the good times, lulling you guys into like a false sense of security. Mm. The dog days. Yeah, and then um, Audrey and I also have literally nothing better to do right now. Truly. So we could pick another book and then yeah. just keep, <laughs> keep doing it. Just keep flying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, this is also our first time recording together. Oh, since yeah. I moved. Totally. Very so, exciting. Wow. Yeah, it's a big day. It's a big day. We had to break out all the technology to use two microphones. It's not going great, but I feel like I remember the first time that we did it, and I think I almost cried because we were so frustrated. Yeah. If people complain about it, like we will block you on Instagram. Like We don't want to hear anything about it. So we will Caroline Calloway block you. That's did what Caroline does to her. I um, saw that. Opposition, by the I way. I saw that. But she's not here to create a space for people that are negative. Even though she's she's a little bit negative herself sometimes. Well, she went after that one. Okay, it's neither here nor there, but but I will say one one time in law school, this kid in my class was like it was like the third day of law school, and I had like mentioned that I had this podcast, and you know nicely he like went and listened to it, and then he saw me the next day. He's like, by the way, your sound quality sucks. No, fuck you. Whoa. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm it's not sorry. professional right. I honestly disagree. I listen to you two every time there's a new episode and have no issues. That's also, why you're on the podcast today, Ari. Thank you. Thank you so much. Devotion. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry, we record it in separate, like across the country, basically over the phone. The air conditioning turns on. Also, I'm sorry, this is free, sir. Yes. Like, just have a little perspective of history, you know? <laughs> Just imagine a man or a woman, 1899, oh my God. could not conceive of this. I know. No. Give it, you know, be grateful. Be grateful. It's radio. It's radio. It's right. Well, maybe go a few years back. I don't know. I mean, I've already said this on the podcast, but still my favorite thing to this day was that my mom was like, I just like didn't understand like why I couldn't see your faces. She was like, it was like, it was, I didn't understand. Like it was just you guys talking. There was no video. I, I, I thought it would kind of be like your Cecily videos. I was confused. Two, oh, two okay. different mediums, mom. <laughs> different things. It's true. Well, I mean, when you look at the actual word podcast, what does it even mean? Like wow. iPod. And then like uh, a cast. Like a cast through an iPod? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes Wait, sense. Wait, I don't... Because they like was... didn't... Podcasts, I don't think existed before the iTunes. Before Apple. Oh, oh my God. My Apple goodness. runs our lives. Runs yeah. the world. Totes my goats. Wow. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. No. Don't remove our podcast from iTunes, though. Yeah, please. That is. Oh, no. What I did want to bring up is, like, speaking of other people listening to the podcast, the coolest I've ever felt in my life at the bar Mm -hmm. happened a few weeks ago, and, like, this podcast was involved. So, basically, 
I was talking about Timothy Chalamet. Oh, um, why, of course. With this guy at the bar. And he was talking about Call Me By Your Name, and his take was that the... Oh my god, you actually spoke to this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, like it was in person. Love that. Um, And he was like, the movie is like very beautiful and the acting is good, but like the movie's just kind of okay. Yeah, (gasps) agreed. No, no, that's how I feel. No, the book is... The book is so much better. A gazillion times better. never seen a movie... Okay, so we went to see it. It like wrecked both of us. Reliving heartbreaks... Then I was alone in DC over when everyone left for Christmas. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go see some movies. And then ended up back in Call Me By Your Name. Illegally. Illegally. After I saw a different movie. Oh my Um, God. Double feature. I know. And then I'm just like sobbing alone in this movie on Christmas. Just like hysterically crying. And everyone's like, who is this? I mean, are you are Jewish, so don't make me feel sorry for you. No, (laughs) but that was not the intent. It was other people's perception of the sad girl sobbing alone at the theater, which, like, I got a kick out of. This guy's take was also that the soundtrack was, like, the best part. Like, it has an amazing soundtrack, but it's, like, just okay. But I was all, I, I feel like the movie ends better than the book does. The book is, like, goes on to this other element that I was like oh yeah we didn't didn't I like it ending with Timothy crying at the beautifully Um, lit fire but but he asked me he was like do you he said something about we were talking about it and he was like do you like call me by your name or have you read it and I literally had the book in my purse because I've been reading it on the train on my way over to like meet friends for dinner and so I was just like do I like and Audrey and then I was like oh look at this action it's also signed by Andre Asamon and then he was like why do you have a book at the bar? Also, oh, Audrey Rory Gilmore. Audrey is now engaged. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> wondering. <laughs> That's true. Well, and then I said, I was like, well, you'll have to read the book, and then you can listen to my podcast about it. <gasps> and he was like, he had a Samsung, so like, okay. Right. But, so new to end but it he, right there. But he was like, um, is it on Spotify? And I was like, well, that's like a complicated answer, but. It should be one day. I'll yeah, put it. I'll can, put it. I'll put that one that up one first. <laughs> but I was like, you can listen to it on Podbean.com, and he made a note on his phone and wrote Queen Bee Book Club podcast and Podbean. Do you have his number? Can no, you I did not him? request my number. No, or oh my god, I did not request it. And then he said, "All right, well, it was nice to meet you." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> what if he's listening? Hey! <laughs> what was his name? Nick. 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 Heroin. <laughs> His name was Nick there you go. <laughs> Just tying it together. The most boring boy in the world. <laughs> Nicholas um, Carraway. I just had one small point about uh, the soundtrack to Call Me By Your Name. Um, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a slightly tangential point. Um, that, And I don't want to open up a larger can of worms, but it relates to season two of Big Little Lies. Okay. Um, and it involves the fact... That they used it. That they used the song they in a completely have. unimportant and uninsignificant way. Insignificant I mean, Charlie way. Charlie Woodley was dancing. That was fun. But dancing slow motion on the beach to, won't you see without my eyes. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that song came out, came on with no warning at a Starbucks and I about started to yes. cry. That's like one, so sometimes like my iPod, like if I don't have anything queued up on the Bluetooth when I get into my car... Every now and again, because like one of the few albums that I just like have on my phone is the one of the Bonnie Bear albums that has Holocene on, mm-hmm. and it'll just throw Forever. that on there. And like one time it was like seven in the morning, and I was like, "Why was I 
do this. <laughs> this is not what I want to hear right now. I know. Was Big Little Eyes 2 worth watching or no? Mm. Tyler, what do you have to as say? As I said, I don't want to get someone, into this. As someone who stopped watching. <gasps> so much, I couldn't do it. Three episodes in. I love season one. Season left two. me on my own to finish. And so. Ari, what are your thoughts on it? It was... It wasn't. It was fine. It's okay. not nearly as wonderful as season one, but I think it's worth it just to like see Laura Dern stomping around. Have you two... Um, I know you haven't, but maybe a flea bag I started last weekend. <laughs> Ari. Have you watched this? Ari. No. What season are you on? I just... Got, I just am starting season two. Oh my god. So good. So season one so is very good. good. Season two, I think, is, um, I enjoy much more. Mostly because there's a romance that you can attach yourself to. Okay. It's really mm. good. Really well done. What's your friend? From what I hear. Yes. Oh, the hot priest. This is the oh, hot priest show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did damn. You see I episode saw one episode one. Spoiler, now I know what happened. I also, the sister character, I think is my favorite. Yeah. My favorite. It's so good. I think you'd really like it. I know I would. I mean, I I need to watch it. Well, it's also, it's wonderful, sorry, it's wonderful because it's six episodes a season and they're all like 30, 25 to 30 minutes long. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, literally you can like just breeze right through it. Wow. And then watch it again. What is the premise of the show? It's just like a British woman, young woman's life who... Yeah, and it's like, right, like her mother died like semi-recently and like her best friend also died pretty recently. And so like, it's about her kind of grieving that loss. And then you find out at the end of season one that there's actually like a mystery that you didn't even know. She's very flawed. Okay, I'm interested in the mystery. She's very flawed. She's She's really a complex character. And usually I struggle watching things where like I don't like the person mm-hmm. who I'm supposed to like, but I did feel a lot of like sympathy for her. I was rooting for her, even mm-hmm. though I was like very frustrated. Well, she's clearly having a hard time. And then her sister's like very uptight. And so it's a lot like the show is really, I think a lot about their relationship. One of my favorite moments in the pilot episode, they go like their dad after their mom dies, basically starts buying them tickets to all of these like feminist lectures just so that they can, like, have a, like, strong female presence in their life still. Like Caroline Calloway? Or- no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, real lectures. <laughs> and this woman goes, I mean, would any of us here trade, I forget what it was, like, trade our careers or, like, our, like, intellect for the perfect body? And the two of their yes. hands just shoot up into the air <laughs> and everyone else's hands are, and they're all like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, 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 not us. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, highly, highly recommend the flea bag. Okay, good. I mean, to be honest, I have pretty much exclusively been watching Love Island UK version. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I should probably start watching something that makes me, like, not actively stupider when I watch <laughs> it. But Tyler and Ari are big Batch fans. Big so. Batch fans over here. Yeah. Batch heads. <laughs> Batches. <laughs> That's, oh a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. Good. Um, yeah, I mean they, they sound very similar from what from what we from what we understand. Well, it sounds like Bachelor in Paradise is basically love. Yeah, Island. basically. Yeah, which starts next week, so you guys can jump on the. Yeah, it's so saucy, it's so juicy, it's so sizzly. <laughs> You're just like watching all these hot pods melting in the Mexican sun. Oh, see, yeah. in Love Island they go to Fiji, but it's also oh, monsoon season, so it rains constantly. Oh, I think we're in. 
maybe Mallorca or something. Oh, in the UK version, but I'm not 100% certain. They never get to go to the beach. Like, no, they they only hang out at the home, the at the lot or my whatever. My favorite thing that's is like so somebody's British. like, wow, this person um, the used the pool for the first time. It's, not a flat. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a villa. They're like never. They, do, in the UK version, do they wear the uh, microphones like around? Yes. Like literally, like you always see their mic, and then it's like wrapped around. Like it's yes. not like a subtle. But they understand. They're exclusively in bathing suits the entire show. Yeah. So it's like you. Like no doors. No, no, no. They're outside. Oh, I think you meant they're just like in a home <laughs> and bathing suits. They're inside like, drinking though, tea. And sure. I like though that um, that they do show them working out all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you would have to to like maintain your physiques. Yes. Although they never show the women working out. Oh, they on show the that island. on the. They've UK. just started showing the U.S. girls working out. Yeah, we only like, like we've seen jump roping. The other we've day. seen a few <laughs> times Lucy, but. who's the surfer, occasionally is working out. Everyone else is just lounging constantly. Yeah, love that. But all of the boys are like you know boxing or whatever they do. Yeah. Wow, it's an classic Jordan show. Baker, Tom Buchanan. Oh, perfect transition. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so we today are talking about. The Great Gatsby. Ever heard of it? Yeah, the book everyone read <laughs> in high school. Did everyone? Did everyone read The Great Gatsby in high school in this room? Yes. I or think like so. Or like you were assigned it. I was yes. assigned The Great Gatsby in high school. This is my English teacher. I think we were talking yesterday about like if there was ever a teacher we had a crush on or something. Oh. This was my tenth grade AP English teacher. Hello, Mr. Mm. Belgrade, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and he wasn't. It was like he. He was just like the he was a redhead. Oh, <laughs> hey! Um, Everyone, Tyler's a redhead. Yes, Tyler's know. redhead. So established my type right then. But like a deep auburn. It's more of like a kind of, you know, it's not. It's it's red. You're a redhead. It's red, but it's it's more. It's <laughs> why like it's a, not, why it's can't? Not why don't you own it? It's not. It's, it's not, not a cheetah red. I just it's want not, to be clear. Yeah, it's a they're... beautiful shade of red. Sure. Yes. Thank you. So you're much. welcome. Anyway, he was, like, really into ghosts, and, like, I just really, like, I just, like, really liked him. Um, wow, he sounds Tyler's sweet. like, wow, tell me more, please. <laughs> but I, it wasn't like he was, like, super cute. I just, like, really liked his class. Anyway, yes, I had to participate so he would notice. So sure. I definitely oh, read sorry. enough to, to have things to say. My popularity getting in the way oh, once God. again. <laughs> Um, and I don't, I know, so I've read The Great Gatsby twice before in my life, before this third read, mm-hmm. and, but I can't recall anything from it ever. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I mean that, but, or just like what time in my life I actually read it before, mm-hmm. but I know that I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I've read it twice also, but once was in high school and then I think maybe once was another time on my own. Yeah. But I don't. I, mean, I also I also did see the movie with uh, Leo in it. Oh, Boz Lerman's? Yes. Yeah. I've not seen it. Which, which is like not, me. This is a very a big role reversal. Because Moulin Rouge is like fully one of my favorite movies of wow. all time. Yeah. Um, and I think what happened was I fully wanted to see it because I was like, Boz Lerman, The Greek Gatsby, this seems just made for me. And then I think once it came out, like I didn't see it right away. And then everyone was like, it's okay. Yeah, and so I, I mean, just that's like, how didn't. I, felt about it. I didn't feel like super like pushed to do it. Mm-hmm. So truly, all I've seen are like the clips that I've shown my students in class. <laughs> I will say the adaptation is out of goddamn control. <laughs> well, like, just... I mean, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, I will. I will say like I did like the um, depictions of like the parties and stuff. Yes. Like, I thought that yeah. was very like it was very fun to watch. Yeah. To be honest with everyone, I know we talked about it earlier this week about how like our first like 
awakening of our sexual experiences seeing Leonardo DiCaprio in the Titanic. Okay, yes. I disagree. For some but, okay, well for me and for Ari <laughs> for Ari and I. Yes. Um but he just ever since he that looks time very swollen in that. He movie. does look very swollen. <laughs> he just didn't do it for me. And I like Gatsby yeah. is like such a legend. Yeah. And I was just like Leonardo DiCaprio was honestly boring to me. But I think Re- Gatsby the recast I think I, I mean, I love Leo as him. Like I did like, I do speakers disagree, okay. but Army Hammer, I think would be no, my, Oh God, Army yes. Hammer, get out of my life. He's in everything. <laughs> you don't think, get, what do you I don't think trust team? him. I feel like, I feel like. Actually, I think Army that's Hammer's a good like cast. Maybe yes. Yeah, I know it is. Side with, you must side, side with me on I this. I feel like Gatsby yeah, should be like more slick. No, but I mean, I think Army Hammer is slick. He plays a con artist and gossip no, like, girl. Sometimes he like gets that scruff going on. Mm. Oh, I don't know. He looks like. I mean, I think Gatsby look or like Gatsby looks like your. You I know, just pictured your, it. I actually can. No, see I it. think I think that's actually a very good casting. Like, curl thank the you. hair a little bit in the thank front. You. Thank mm. you, thank you. And like also just his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think so actually that's a very good casting. I, I do think that I um, do want Tobey Maguire the f out of that movie. Though. I was just about to say. I think that's a good casting. Ooh. No, I don't no? him working anymore. Have you guys seen? <laughs> Why does everyone hate Tobey Maguire? He's an asshole. Have you seen he, Molly's he? Game? He, no. Has anyone seen Molly's Game again? No. Like the poker movie. Oh. Um, oh wait. No, I didn't. Okay. Is Idris Elba not? Okay. His American accent is spotty, but, <laughs> but we it don't doesn't mind. matter. <laughs> um, no, but so it's a movie. Jessica Chastain's in it, and she plays okay. this real woman who, like, basically used to organize, like, in LA, she organized, like, celebrity poker games yeah. until she gets screwed over by a guy that Michael Sarah plays called Player X, and it is. It has been since revealed to me that that person was Toby Maguire. What? And he treats her like trash. Like, I think he's like a real D-bag. And I'm like, in a way that his um, looks do not back up. Are you kidding me? That guy has been in Seabiscuit. Yeah. He is a very adorable I Spider-Man. Spider-Man mm, really. Disagree. Yeah, he's not sassy enough. Anytime. It's is Spider-Man to... supposed to be sassy? Yes. And young. Like, anytime <laughs> I see Toby Maguire, I'm like, it's, it's difficult not to imagine his face just like, Having like with his chin pulled back and just looking like the dweebiest, mm. just like he's very punchable face. He has a punchable. Okay, I think Toby Maguire. I think Toby Maguire is hot. Sorry, Ooh. unpopular opinion. Whoa, deeply unpopular. Oh. I have a good recast for Nick. So okay. I listened to. So I was intimidated by the week we had to read this book. So I listened to it on Audible. Okay, no um, shame. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal here, Ooh, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that I I could see this. I like this." Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think Jake that's Gyllenhaal good. Is good Nick Carraway. I will say, in terms of going back to going back to Army for a minute, I feel like his voice is spot on. Yeah, but he is too towering. I feel like mm. Army is just like too huge of a man to be great guest. You know, is he to huge? Be he's he's very, a tall boy. Yeah. Is he? Really? I feel like yeah. he's like six six and probably what? like packing he's, over two hundo. He's, he's quite. Yeah. He's quite. Really? Yeah, he's like a football tight end. Oh. Okay. Did you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I guess you're right. I guess Wait. I do picture six Gats- five. What? Wow. The I would not have guessed. Timothy that. Chalamet, Sweet Angels, five ten. Oh my god! God bless. <laughs> and you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> Oh, he's been married to his wife for nine years. Okay, who cares? Come on, <laughs> oh, she's gorgeous. Well, she's Louise. Also, quick shout out uh, to casting Tom Buchanan, Tom Hardy, 
Who? Am I right? Who? Tom Hardy. Who is sure. that? Doesn't who plays who him is in that? the? What? Who is that? Who Give me a picture. Tom Hardy can wear a dress shirt. Is that oh, I yeah, he can. Tom Hardy. In he's this means war. Tom Hardy of Venom fame. Tom Hardy of The Revenant fame. Okay. No. You're Tom sorry. Hardy of... I'm, I'm thinking of Thomas Hardy of boring books that we read in grad school. I've never seen him in my life. Okay. Oh my what? god. Tom Hardy of Mad Max Fury Road fame. Never saw Dunkirk it. fame. Oh my god. Of Tom Hardy of Dunkirk fame. No, never seen I mean, it. we'll be honest that the only actor that matters in Dunkirk is Harry Styles. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do think he has one of the most emotionally poignant moments in the film when he's Absolutely. like all nervous that like when they have to flee Dunkirk, he's like afraid that they're all going to like that every, everyone in Britain is going to be, like, disappointed in them. And he's, like, all sitting all hunched, and he's, like, they're going to throw stuff at us. But really, they just want to hand him a beer through the train. I cry. Yeah, I won't lie about a that. very emotionally resonant moment. <laughs> People I being kind like, to Harry Styles, I liked yeah. it. <laughs> I was very into the old man in the boat. We don't have to talk about this. Oh, my God. I can't no. with that man in the boat. Oh, so sad. His son. Oh, I know. Honestly, Cillian Murphy ruining another day. Oh, I bet I love Cillian Murphy so much. Creepazoid. Every time I fly, I think of Cillian Murphy in that movie Red Eye. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. With yeah, Rachel McAdams. Right. And I also think about that movie every time I wear high heels. I'm like, if I get into a scruff, I can just kick him in the thigh Absolutely. like she does with her high heel shoe. Yeah. There was a girl in uh, high school yeah. who stabbed another girl in the face with her high heel. Really? Straight <laughs> to the cheek. Oh, yeah. through it? Yeah. It went... Whoa, did you see it happen? No, but I saw the aftermath and she had a hole in her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not funny, no, but I was no, like, no, damn, no. this is a high school fight. That's wild. I know. Zoinks. Well, the only thing close to that that we had at my actual, actually elementary school was somebody pulled out like a chunk of somebody's hair and there was like scalp on the ground. Oh my oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Oh. The 21st Ooh. century scalp. Speaking of graphic... Myrtle's death. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, is that what we're starting <laughs> Sure. Okay, so first, I mean, like, I just feel like there's nobody on earth who doesn't know the, like, not maybe, like, maybe you don't remember the ins and outs of the book. Honestly, there's no, nobody I who think... doesn't know what the book is about. Okay, right? well, yeah, I think we should give a recap because honestly, I forgot everything me too. from this book. Okay, me too, me too. So the back of my book, um, it's the um, Scribner one, Simon and Schuster. <laughs> says, a true classic of 20th century literature. Okay, this is... This, is, this okay. doesn't no, give no, you no, any detail. No. <laughs> the Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald's third book, Who stands cares? as the supreme achievement of his career. First published in 19, 1925, this quintessential novel of the jazz age has been acclaimed by generations of readers. The story of the mysteriously wealthy Jay Gatsby and his love for the beautiful Daisy Buchanan. Of lavish parties on Long Island at a time when the New York Times noted gin was the national drink and sex was the national obsession. Love that. It is an exquisitely crafted tale of America in the 1920s. I like that there's one detail about the plot. In yeah, there's nothing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, did you guys know that F. Scott died at age 45. He's buried in Rockville, Maryland. Yeah. Who knew? Hey, so young. My students were like, can we see his grave? I was like, no. <laughs> um, you can do that on your own. You, <laughs> have you guys read This Side of Paradise at all? Unfortunately not. Which okay. one is Well, I let me save you the time. The night. Okay. <laughs> well, I read it I read it in college, and it is the douchiest book literally ever. 
Like, it's just about, like, a guy who's, you know, at Cambridge or Oxford or, like, one of those. It's basically about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, just, like, women and, like, being a dick and, like, thinking they're intellectually <laughs> superior to everyone around. It is it is vile. And, and ever since then, I've sort of, like, been like, oh, like, I wish I didn't love Greg Gatsby so much because F. Scott was kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he writes those, like, to be critical. Yeah, but it was about himself. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure know. there's a, there's a bit of self hatred that probably went um, went on. A very alcoholic Troubled person. man. Oh yeah. Weren't they all at this time? Though? Oh, like Hemingway. Sure. I mean, we're talking about the lost boys. generation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh my god. All those expats chilling out in Paris. Yeah. Totally. This book, though, truly is like the perfect book to teach because, first of all, it's, it's short. quite short. 180 yeah. pages. Yeah. It's so like richly written that you can just like pull any passage and be like okay here we go like we can talk about this and also like my students really liked it and I feel like most people do the only thing I like remembered upon like before last week was in we paid so much attention to the eyes yes and I'm like why did we get uh, there's so much in this story there's so much richness and character I'm like why was that the main focus in high school was like tracking that I think truly I did not pay that much attention to the eyes and and that was like a big moment of reckoning when I was teaching it I was like holy shit we haven't even talked about TJ's eyes yeah um but I think it's because it's like probably one of the biggest symbols of the book And so it's like if you're teaching kids Gatsby and they don't leave, like knowing something about the eyes of TJ Eckelberg, then it's like, did they they really learn? You know, and like, I mean, there is something to be said, like the people that wear glasses are like the ones that see the truth. And then it's connected to God later when Wilson is like, you can't fool God. And so it's like, God is commerce and like, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) uh, But the other thing about teaching the eyes, and like the green light is yes. also that like those are the first two hits on spark notes so it's like if you want yeah. your students to write about it yeah. it's like oh, okay um yeah and there's something regarding the eyes i mean you can't necessarily i feel like it's difficult to discuss this in relation to like when the book was written but they they have a greater providence when considered uh with the great depression and just sort of this, like, yeah. you know, the impending collapse of, you know, the yeah. economy, Yeah, like somebody's society. looking out. It's like a warning. Right. And it's also, like, this, this, this like, failed dental practice billboard that's in the middle of, like, the Valley of Ashes or whatever, yeah. you know? But well, it's, like, that. the one place that's, like, still, like, it's, like, the dark underbelly of, like, all yeah. of this, like, lavish, right. like, stuff. And, like, who are the people that ultimately suffer in this novel? It's, like, not the fucking rich people. It's... Um, Myrtle and Wilson and, and Gatsby, and, but like, yeah, I mean, he was, he was I, poor. poor. <laughs> yeah. I didn't remember he died. Gatsby? Gatsby? Um, yeah. I didn't remember that Wilson killed him. I always thought Gatsby killed himself. I didn't know he died. And I was like, what? Did I read this? Like, <laughs> I did this. Yeah. It's like, he died? Yeah. I think it's also, it is, it, it was like a little sad teaching this to the high school students because like it starts out and like it's very fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, like we're going to parties. And it's also like there's nothing that a 16-year-old girl loves more than the idea of like a guy longing for her. 100%. Yeah. And so it's like, oh my God, this or is amazing. Yeah. Why, on, no age why, on, why on earth is she still with Tom? This is BS. 
because he like, it comes out hot that like Tom sucks. It's like he's hitting Myrtle, he's cheating on her. He like, hits he her. That out. He breaks her nose with like a deft movement yeah. of his palm. Yeah. And then it's just like this <laughs> slow unraveling where you're like, oh, girls, no, Which, no, 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 the Daisy and Gatsby thing is not going to go the way that you want. They're like, like so many of the, <laughs> it was like so sweet. They were all like, we just really want them to be together. It's going to be great. They're shipping. And I was it. like, no, 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 no. And it's like, but it, the novel does kind of trick you in a certain way of being like, well, maybe this is kind of nice. And then you're just like, oh, Daisy's not maybe who we wanted her yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, a great passage where it's like they were careless people. They like banged oh, up stuff and then. The end passage. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Destroyed like, creatures. Yeah. Else, yeah. Okay. But honestly, in defense of Daisy. Yeah. Like, what is she supposed to do? Right. Like, wait forever for him to come back from the war? Like, sorry. Like, the she girl... She might have thought he was dead. She could have been dead. Like, it's not like he's, like, been doing a great job keeping up with her. Also, he is a fraud. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like, also, like, he took her virginity with, like, no promises. And, and honestly, like, this poor woman is like, yeah, like, okay, this guy seems reliable and, like, I'll have a nice life. So, yeah, I guess I'll marry him because what else am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. she has no other choice. I mean, she, like, I think, like, her biggest thing, I'm mean, like, she did, like, literally mow down Myrtle Wilson and then not okay. stop. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> no, you're right. Myrtle did run out into the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. There I was mean... another car that she was swerving away from. Well, but I mean, also, I think there there are questions raised about whether Daisy maybe did it on purpose. Really? Oh, oh. Like she doesn't know that that's, um, what's her face's... Why wouldn't she know, though? Are you sure? Yeah, that she knows that he has a mistress, but I don't think that he... I think that's Tom's assumption in his, like, thick, meaty head. (laughs) That she doesn't know? No, that she knew in some sense. Or that that he, you know, or that Jay Gatsby knew, because he was still in the impression he was driving. Because I don't think it's supposed to be, like, a murder. Oh, like, I mean, it's a murder. But, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, this totally, like, senseless death. Because, like, it's a total... It's, like, there's no reason... There's no good reason why Tom and Nick and Jordan were driving Gatsby's car to New York. And there's no good reason why then Gatsby and Daisy drive separately in that car back. And, like... Well, it's actually a weird power play that Tom makes where he's, like, you guys fucking drive back together because I've already ruined ruined it so like <laughs> enjoy but, like, but the fact that he's like and then i'll drive your car there it's like the, all that stuff is like yeah makes no sense yeah and like li- the girls were like why why is this happening like why do that and i'm like well plot and but also like i think yeah. it highlights that like it's just like a totally senseless and like she makes a misrecognition she thinks jordan is daisy like all yeah. of it is like this totally like senseless death that like 100 percent didn't need to happen well that end part like I don't have the book because I listened to it on audio. Which time? Yeah, can I look? He's like, um, you're not going to be able to say passages. I don't even know where it is. But <laughs> when at the end. As though we ever say passages. He's just talking about like these careless people and how yeah, yeah, careless yeah, yeah, yeah. it all was. And I was like, and how that's what keeps Daisy and Tom together. Just like their carelessness for totally and I was like wow like that's still so resonant like that really resonates with like yeah I have it here they were careless people Tom and Daisy they smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that kept them together and let other people clean up the mess they have made ellipses (laughs) oh shit (laughs) I would say one of my favorite passages and it's just because it's one of the more I think unintentionally or maybe intentionally funny things that uh 
I feel like I've read in a book, but it's in that same scene where they're at the hotel that they all drove to in the center of New York. Um, and it's like so hot and they're like yeah. arguing and like the, the revelation that Jay and Daisy were in love he with one another. He never loved you. And yeah, right. Like, and then Tom's like, like but she also loved me for a time. And, yeah. like, and Jay's like, what? <laughs> and then they all basically like storm away and like, or Jay and Daisy storm away in their coop. And um, and then Nick is just left there, and he's like, "I just remembered today is my birthday." This is funny shit. Isn't it? Is it after too that he real that Myrtle dies too? That he's like, "It's my birthday today," and you're like, "What the?" No, no I think it's just so your story. <laughs> you're the narrator, but yeah. No, I love it. He was like, "I just turned 30. <laughs> he's like, "Just witness this like huge, yeah. massive breakup between these people." Oh, so good. Like, well, yeah, because then, like, after they leave, then Tom's like, anyone want a drink? Or <laughs> he's like, no, thanks, Tom. I just realized it's my birthday. <laughs> like, okay. And then he has this very sad but very poignant revelation about what his 30s will mean. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, Nick, I get it. Yeah. Uh, like, you're somewhat self-absorbed right now because you just witnessed the collapse <laughs> of a number of lives. But <laughs> Also, though, like, that, though, makes you think, like... Oh, these people are in their 20s. No oh, wonder yeah. it's all going poorly. I know. <laughs> they, they shouldn't be married. Like, what? A... Well, I mean, also, like, it's like Daisy's a mom. Oh, like, yeah. you would never yeah. know <laughs> by the way she behaves. But, like, so critical that she... Well, because, okay, so um, one of my favorite moments, like, one of my favorite, like, elements of modernism at large is that, like, time is a construct and, like, it's so, like, douchey and cool. Um, but like when he goes to see, when Gatsby sees Daisy for the first time in five years, he like knocks over that clock and then he like knocks it over, but he picks it up and it's not broken, but only like he, like he knocks it over. So it's almost like he, I'm like going like way too. Um, so it's like Gatsby is like trying to basically like break time, but he doesn't actually do it. And like, that is what begins like his whole thing with Daisy and it's after that, too, where it's, like, he wanted nothing less than for, like, her basically to be, like, I was never married to Tom. Like, we're getting married in Louisville. Like, you can't repeat the past. Of course you can. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then it's, like, when he meets her daughter, it's, like, no. Like, you literally can't. Like, she can't erase a yeah. child. Yeah. You know? And, like, they make it really specific that, like, Daisy, or, like, the little girl, what's her name? Patty, I think. Pammy yeah. or something. Yeah. She looks like Daisy, too. So it's not yeah. even, like, she looks like Tom, and so you can be, like, it's not really Daisy. It's, like, she looks like Daisy. And yeah. so it's, like, she is this, like, Tom and Daisy are linked forever. Yeah. Well, and, like, so Gatsby's, yeah. like, looking at her, this child, like, ugh. <laughs> like, because yeah. she's just, like, this total emblem of, like, you literally cannot go get what you yeah. want. Like, yeah. it, it's not, like, you know. And it's after that that they go to the hotel. Or pause. Everything blows up like, in yeah. face. And, like, you can't pause, you can't leave, <clears throat> and someone to just not continue living their life. Like, you're... Which is what he tried to do, basically. It's like, well, I'll just make all this money and, like, literally, like, not even interact with anyone. Yeah. Like, he just, like, has all those blowouts and then just stands, like... Yeah. Oh my gosh, when we go to the lake today, I really want to take a picture of Tyler just like reaching out like Gatsby. <laughs> to his main light in the distance. Yeah, it'll be just like the water plants out in the distance of Lake Michigan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's such a fascinating point. And I feel like that's sort of borne out in the the sort of um, like failings of Gatsby's own house. Like once he actually starts spending time with Daisy, it's like no longer a servant's coming. Like the house is, the house is essentially closed. The party it's stopped. Dusty, it's all dusty. Like everything well, is especially gray. Like Daisy didn't like the party. Yeah. Like he was having all those parties, like hoping that she would come over. And then she comes and is like, yuck. 
Yeah. And it's like, so, and it's like suddenly yeah. this vibrant present moment that was embodied by these parties is suddenly like collapsed into some like dry gray past that he's trying to relive. Well, cause it's all set decoration. Like, okay. So my mentor and teaching, like she is like a great Gatsby, like expert. Like she's taught this book a million times. Like she's like so passionate about teaching it. She's amazing. Um, shout out to Katie if you're listening, but she told me, okay, so like, you know, that scene where they go, where, um, Nick goes to the party for the first time yes. and the guy in the owl eyes glasses yes. is there and he's wow. like, the books, they're real. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I thought they'd be cardboard. Yeah. But then he says he's a genuine Blasco and Katie looked up who Belasco was and he was a set decorator. So it's like, he's uh, saying like he has all these real books, but he's still like in like through the glasses, like he can still see that like. Gatsby is like setting a scene and like yeah. he, and it's all like hollow and like when he brings Daisy there it's like he's reevaluating all of his possessions based on what she likes and doesn't yeah because he's just like and like even in the beginning he was like if life is like a series of gestures like he's just like playing a role I know. oh yeah and the other thing too and this is and this is probably reaching but it was like I don't think so a thing that I sort of like discovered recently on this reading of it and, and it's, as I said, it's reaching heavily. But like in, in Nick Carraway's original description of the party, like he describes everything with these like bursts of like primary colors. Mm. And like around the same time, uh, the like the artist Piet Mondrian was painting in, in primary colors essentially. Ooh. And he like was beginning that same style. And um, if you, you'll recognize it, it's like all like the yellow, blue, mm-hmm. red squares yeah, intersected yeah. by black lines. Yes. And um, like the theory behind that art practice was identifying a sort of like aesthetic utopia or a kind of like art that transcends reality and Mm. I like it's almost like in that same moment and sort of that like stage setting that there is like an effort through like primary color to reach like this place beyond reality Mm -hmm. that feels unreal yeah or that exists outside of time yeah I also think it's really interesting how the war is depicted in this book and that it's basically like, so like Tom is like the one who's like so heavily associated with masculinity. Like he's a football player. He's like a total like meathead. Yeah. But yet like, as far as I can tell, he didn't go to war. Well, they did not talk about it. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like if they're getting married during the war, yeah. he can't well, have been Well, because Daisy's like, Nick, you missed my wedding. And he was like, I was still at war. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it sounds like such a like almost like a little like a vacation or like a like a thing that people just like went yeah. out and did. Yeah, for Nick it was. There's right? like yeah. <laughs> so he came back and he's like, I I mightily enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And like Gatsby was like really good at it. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it was like entrenched with several machine guns and like yeah. what was it like when the fog cleared? There was just like large encampments of Germans just dead surrounding his yeah. his cool. troop. I was like, whatever. Well, and it's also it's like Gatsby's like wearing like a salmon colored suit the entire like I mean Gatsby is not the picture of masculinity at all. No, 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 so it's no, like no. I cannot imagine him directing anyone. <laughs> Although I mean the guy clearly has like pretty extreme organizational skills. Like the amount of stuff he's doing with his parties, it's like you know fruit is coming in. Oh like, my god! Yeah, you know. Like, admirable everything yeah. he's got those clothes orders that he's got going on <laughs> yeah he's you know I, I, I guess he's a good manager yeah at the very least yeah. <laughs> I was just devastated that Daisy didn't even like it was like she didn't even send a flower I know no, oh and, yeah when he dies and it just like crushed her. I was like he did everything just for you mm-hmm. and you like what's Daisy's deal like what is Daisy's deal because <laughs> at first she's like She's such a victim, and I got, like, upset for 
the emphasis in English class not being like, this is an abusive relationship. Let's talk about what that means. Let's like Mm -hmm. focus on the power imbalance here and Mm -hmm. how wrong and like misogyny. Like that was not talked about at all. Right. Um, but now reading back. Yeah. Only the eyes. Only the eyes. eyes. Oh God. (laughs) Um, but kind of like looking at her in the beginning, it's like, she's such a victim and you feel so sad for her and you want, Yes, like your students, Audrey, where it's like you want her and you Gatsby. You want Gatsby for her. Yeah. Like, she deserves this. And he's a, like, yes, he's a fraud, but he loves her in a no pure way. Her. Yeah. But and then she just know. turns, she just doesn't have a great character arc, a really big letdown. It's okay. It's pretty sad. But I think that like what Gatsby does to her is also unfair. Like he, mm. like he puts like this expectation on her to be something that she never oh, yeah. was. Like she cannot possibly but the voice live up. doesn't fall short. It's just her voice, which is it's basically it's like it's money though. Like yeah. it's like it's like That's the reason he likes line. her is because her voice is money. Her voice is and so full like of money. she's like this like thing for him to aspire Attain. to. And yeah, like, like she's she's like yeah. this goddess on a pedestal, but it's not like he actually really cares for Daisy because she's Daisy. Yeah, and, and Daisy honest, has no personality. Well, okay. she's kind of fun though. Like she, I think she's fun. Well, like she, like I love that line that like she like hopes her daughter is like a beautiful little fool because it Cause also that's tells the best you like thing you get. Daisy is not yes. a fool. Is the thing. Yeah, like and she's, she's not happy. Yeah. because she's not a fool. Because she knows that Tom's cheating. She yeah. like knows that her life is bullshit. Like, oh, that's <laughs> such a good line, and that's so like just shows kind of. There were so many points where rereading it, I was like, oh, this was the culture towards. Black people towards Jews, oh towards yeah. women. It's like, like it was just like an interesting, yeah, um, yeah kind of time yeah. capsule of that. But yeah, that's such a good part where she yeah. says that. It's like, oh, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure that I want any of these men for Daisy. To be honest, like, <laughs> like I just think, I think Gatsby, like on the on, like they're almost just a defense of Tom, and that like at least Tom is what he says he is, mm-hmm. and like Tom never tries to be anything else, and also. Even when he realizes that his wife has, like, been cheating on him, he's still like, no, like, remember that time we went to this place? Like, we do love each other. And, yeah. like, it's like, well, like, maybe they do. Well, yeah. And also, like, um... Which, like, not, not to say, I mean, I think Tom Buchanan is abusive and terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, like, it's, that doesn't mean clearly, that Gatsby is the, is the way out. Yeah. But I also, like, we don't know what, like, um, like... Daisy and Tom got married. Tom's from Chicago. They got married in Louisville. It was like a total Daisy show, which like, I mean, the weddings are about the bride. I mean, like, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of like Daisy being like this crown jewel. And like, so all the women that Tom ever cheated on her with were never like also like, no, Myrtle was like not cute. (laughs) Well, like he cheated with like a chambermaid at the hotel. Like he's definitely like, he he has like a complex where it's like he needs to feel like a big shot and like yeah. Daisy doesn't really need him. Like Daisy would have gotten an inheritance right? and like probably been fine without Tom. And like Tom likes to feel like this whole like idea of taking care of someone. And yeah, I think that's what Tom needs. And like Daisy like didn't need that from him. And so like, that's kind of where the, where, where the rubber meets the road with those two. But then after Daisy hits Myrtle, it's like, she does kind of need him again. So that's how they're like able to like, yeah yeah i guess that's true but again no defense of tom he's a bad no he's he's terrible news but but honestly like (laughs) i guess i guess my thing is just like i'm sick of like the gatsby 
praise because I'm just like honestly like this guy is kind of it's very unhealthy to long for someone he's very unhealthy but he's also I think like putting too much on her like it's way too much pressure it's abusive in a different way it is abusive in a different way stalking it's like yeah it's not the house across very disturbing (laughs) yeah imagine imagine but then also expects her (laughs) to leave everything behind for him like it's like he's like listen like i don't care that you have a daughter i don't care that you have a husband i don't care that you have a life or reputation it's like obviously you want to leave with me and it's like no you haven't thought about her at all no yeah Yeah. gatsby um but Jordan, love I her. Love Jordan. Love, love <laughs> I Jordan. do not get Jordan. Like, what do you mean? I just like I don't feel like. First of all, I don't understand what her purpose is in the story. I think to well, counter like the Daisy, like I think to show like a different. I like that she's an athlete. Yeah, she's like a different <laughs> representation of what women in. like femininity. Can yeah, be. Like, she, well, because she's like the unmarried one, and she's a little. She's the unmarried one, and she's like, I'm not taking this this shit and like does, like that part where I was laughing yeah. this morning where she um references when Nick was calling her a bad driver and she mm-hmm. was like he's, he's, he says like you don't want to meet another bad driver or whatever and she's like well it looks like I did and it was yeah. you yeah and it's like <laughs> screw you and it's like oh wow like you're putting you're giving him a piece of your mind you're telling him how you felt mistreated mm-hmm. or yeah and so I think she's like yeah, the I do love though. It's like Daisy. Myrtle is like they've just seen like Myrtle's like grizzly dead body, and she's like, "So you want to get a drink or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go inside and have a cigarette?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nick's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I also love very early on, like one of the first descriptions of Jordan Baker is that she sits down as though she were getting into bed. <laughs> I just love. Whoa. That sense. I mean, well, I didn't think of that. No, I know. I was like, what are they doing? I think of like just like relaxed and just sort of like sliding in. Yeah. You know? Oh, interesting. She's is it? Does it say getting into bed though? I wonder if it was more like. Yeah, it says Miss Baker sitting down at the table as if she were getting into bed. <laughs> like, is it? There's two readings of that. Oh like, God. I'll read the other way. Hell yeah. Miss Baker sat down on the couch as if she was getting into bed. Like, that's a different. Different, okay, this is written reading. in 1925. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there is like a lot of innuendo <laughs> <laughs> in here. And synecdoche. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also like though that like Gatsby's like I'm gonna ask Jordan to tell you all the details of like my love for Daisy, um, partially because like she is like a semi witness, and also because she's an athlete, and so she has a sense of truth to her. Like, yeah, even though what? she's a cheater. Yes. <laughs> well, but also, like, I think that that's interesting of, like, that society that it's, like, sports are where you're truthful or something. Yeah. And yet, but not, like, it's not that she's, like, a member of the clergy or, like, a politician's daughter. Mm-hmm. But also there's, like, that whole thing about Wolfsheim fixing the 1919. Oh, yeah. Like, you do see, like, at, like, sports can be very misleading. And she cheated. I mean, allegedly. Listen, she moved that ball from the rough. And I think we all know it. <laughs> we do all know it. But do we care? No. No. <laughs> she was probably wearing a very nice hat. <laughs> Jordan's fun. I like her. And I honestly, I think I think also Jordan is there. Like, we have all these selfish men. And I think, like, we tend to put Nick above them because... Gosh. Yeah. Because, because he sort of is like, you know, he's like doing Gatsby's funeral. Like, he, he kind of like... 
doesn't ever like really have like a stake in any game and, and he's just, like, affected do... by all of it he's like right. seeing this these selfish people and is commenting on it and but being he... like appalled but he mm-hmm. treats jordan like shit yeah like he, he totally treats jordan like but shit I think that he doesn't think that jordan actually cares about him either like he's like oh i thought we were yeah. both kind of doing this like friends with benefits. what's that passage where it's like <laughs> okay, the most honest like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh i'm That's the most honest. honest guy you'll ever meet he's like because of all the cardinal virtues like yeah. people are do themselves one or something mm-hmm. um he's like i'm the most honorable man i've ever known he's not <laughs> i also love though that um when he says like to gatsby like you're like better than all of them put together and he's like i was always glad i said that because it was the only compliment i ever paid him because, because i, I never approved of him <laughs> from beginning to end like he always has all this stuff of like like he's clearly like gatsby's like best friend or something or right. like gatsby is his best friend and well, he's yeah. like well like i never really I never really thought much of the man. Like, I mean, like, but he obviously did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is very sad. Especially at the end. Yeah. Because it's like, the I mean, Gatsby's believing in the orgastic future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think about, both about Nick Carraway and Jordan Baker, is that they, they both have this, like, presence of kind of, like, cool disaffection. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like they almost, like, want to be... You know, he's, like, from the Middle West. And there's, like, mm-hmm. the beautiful passage the Middle the West, end. which is apparently San Francisco. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> True. I was like, is it, is it Chicago? Like, what are they talking about? Right, where he's, like, but he's, like, describing some of his, like, most beautiful memories of, like, being on the train traveling through the quote-unquote Middle West, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, all the snow falling down across, like, the little Swedish towns or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a sense of, like, uh, like him realizing the sort of, like, false promise of what this what the east or what you know yeah yeah the idea of the big city holds mm-hmm. and i think jordan Nothing baker good. similarly yeah. has that sort of i don't know i think she has that understanding even though it's never really spoken about in the book yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i want the book from jordan's perspective to be honest Just oh, like yeah. all these idiots yeah jordan <laughs> but, but i, I, but I also have a good time <laughs> just wanted to be like a golf book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, the most climactic chapter is her deciding to cheat. And then, like, suddenly, like, that's an epilogue. There's, like, and by the way, this girl died on the road. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I feel like Jordan has a lot more to her than Nick sees. And so, like, we're constantly, like, just looking at it through Nick's eyes. who's basically, like, this girl is cold as fuck. And, like, and I am into it. But it's, like, no, it's, like, poor Jordan is just, like, I think trying to look disinterested so that she doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. Jordan should have her own book. Yeah. Read that in a heartbeat. We should write it. The great yeah. Jordan Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Who do you guys think in terms of cat? So in the in the most recent Baz Luhrmann film, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Debicki was cast as Jordan Baker. I don't even know who that is. She is like basically as tall as Army Hammer. Okay. And, like, <laughs> Gracious. Um, she was most recently in, I think, in Widows. Uh, and also this HBO oh, film called The, the Tale, Blonde which is Girl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's also in The Man from Uncle. She which is. Army Hammer consequently is also in. Can oh. you look her? Show so me. You probably can actually see it for the same height. Elizabeth Debicki. This. this. Oh, okay. I actually, I think that is accurate. Yeah. 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 So like, like she looks like a little severe. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ari and I were trying to figure out who would be the best Jordan Baker for an even more modern adaptation. I mean, I I picture Jordan Baker as a brunette though. That's what yeah, I said. Rachel Vice, but like, <laughs> mm. she might be 
a little old for that. That's, that's what Tyler said. Yeah. I was like, but like what? yes. But like something like that where it's like the mystery of mm-hmm. that like that mysterious air she gives off. I'm mm-hmm. like, Ooh, yeah. Like hooded eyes. Yeah. I feel like it's a big Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Lily Collins is like too innocent looking. Yeah, she's too got innocent. The eyebrows. She that drives. I want. She. That's like I was gonna say. Uh, um, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I was gonna say a young Winona Ryder, but Ooh. then I like I don't know. She also might look <laughs> a little too innocent. So lucky. <laughs> but I don't. Well, so I, like she was in the Age of Innocence, and she plays like the athletic May. Mm-hmm. Who like you know she's like really good at archery and stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, I could see that, but. I don't know. She also, like, oh. is a little too sweet. Rooney Mara. Ooh. Oh. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Or yeah. Kate, if we couldn't get rid of Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Either one would do. I, I actually really like that. Yeah, me too. Hmm. What about Daisy? Who played her in this? It's that girl who's in an, edu- an education. Carrie yeah. Mulligan. Which I think is good. She's good in it. I like that. She's a good casting. performer. Yeah. And she gives that kind of like you can project a lot onto her, which is yeah. what Daisy is. It's like a big yeah. projection. So well, I think right. that's actually why I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a good choice for um, Gatsby because he's so such, swollen. But he's like <laughs> true. But like because he is such an actor, like there's like really nothing to Leo. I feel like, and he's so twenties. Like you just like. Yeah. He just you he can get him. away with saying old sport. Yeah, without you being like oh, yeah, you're like oh yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think of another. I couldn't think of a better Jake Gatsby. Me too. Unless, I'd like, like to see like Adam Scott be. Yeah, I was gonna say. Just I was gonna like, say. what the fuck? Yeah, he's gonna be a good caraway. I was also thinking like, I don't. I was trying to figure out if it would be possible to ever fit Keanu Reeves into this narrative. Oh my god! And I, I think don't know as, why. I think as Gatsby. Tom. Tom. As Tom. No, no, not as Wolf Tom. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like put, put some old makeup knit. on. Gatsby. Keanu. Keanu. I, Keanu Reeves does not do it for me. No, he doesn't really do it for me. I don't like the handsome. Talking to the I wrong don't, <laughs> I don't like him. Wait, look at Ari's face. She's arching her eyebrow at you like nothing else. Have you guys seen Something's Gotta Give, the movie with Diane Keaton? And no, but I have seen John, John Wick 3. <laughs> so. More important than Yeah. Uh, no, but what about Something's Gotta Give? Um, he plays like the younger love interest for Diane Keaton. He's like a doctor. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't buy it. I don't oh my like God. it. What about a young David Duchovny as Jay Gatsby? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or like if we're doing a modern adaptation like making it modern you were saying like not like setting it in the 20s oh no I mean setting it I meant, okay. I meant I more gonna, just like I was gonna making throw it my one. beloved Idris into the mix oh yeah <laughs> oh my god sure. as a Jay Gatsby oh also oh, yes. out for this I mean he's probably too young but give him a few years Who? Tom Holland is Nick Carraway <gasps> Oh, yeah, he could do it. Yeah, he's, you know, he's Tom Holland. The new Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> Just keeping on the Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man British, but he can do a pretty good American accent. Uh, he can. He definitely can. I feel like the guy who plays Captain America, the most boring man ever, could be Nick Carraway. Yeah. Oh, see, I feel like he could be a Gatsby. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I just feel Robert like Nick Carraway has to be, be kind of an interesting guest. Ooh. Do you know who? Uh, let's throw Robert Pattinson in there. Yes. As who? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I feel like. <laughs> Doesn't, yeah, one of the lead, leading men. Okay, so you know how he recently got cast as Batman? Uh-huh. Like, what? For whatever yeah. reason, they're making another Batman. But ben Affleck as Tom. Yes! Good. Yes. 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 As Tom? I mean, yeah. Perfect. Second to Tom Hardy. I'm going to bring that up again. Tom Hardy is Tom <laughs> Hardy. Yes. And honestly, yes. 
Jennifer Gardner's Daisy? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I want a young Kirsten Dunst as Daisy. Yes. Oh. That's, yes, yes. I do yes. want that too. That's basically what Melancholia is. <laughs> um, wait, what were you saying? No wonder. Okay, so somebody was talking about how there because he was going to be in this new Batman movie. Like we all had to brace ourselves for like when he was inevitably doing a big press tour again, and like there's just this gif of them being like. So Rob, like, what's your favorite romantic comedy? And he says, um, the only thing I can think of right now is Chicken Run. <laughs> Which is like that what? weird claymation movie about yeah. chickens yeah. that are trying. Like, <laughs> like, it's just so awkward and strange. But like, I as a 15 year old was like, I'll make it work. He's playing Edward. <laughs> I, I accept it. I'll make it work. He is so boring. Are you kidding me? No. But he wrote yes. some great Hard disagree. Songs. He wrote some really good songs, songs for the Twilight soundtrack. You never. Yeah. He wrote those? I loved I, I loved that song. You get along with me and Quentin so well. Because Quentin and I went out and bought that CD yes. as soon as we could, and we're just like, it's beautiful. That, I think, in ninth grade was like the top played YouTube video for me. Yeah. Let me, sorry. I think I choreographed Does like a ballet dance to it. What? I loved it. Is it is Twilight tragically music? the background. Robert Pattinson was very influenced by Van Morrison. And wanted to write music so for the original Twilight film. I would say two points about Robert Pattinson to the sort of like <laughs> the argument like against what you said, Cher. That he's boring? That he's boring, yes. One, I mean, granted this is an argument for why he isn't boring, but um, there was like a, a paparazzi photo of Robert Pattinson just holding the book 2666 by Roberto Bolaño. What? Sure. And it's like, yeah, okay, he can, he can get it. And then two... He's like, no, I feel like he's super smart. Okay. Because he's also taken on so many like art house film projects. Come on. He's Cedric. I love Cedric. I use that that as a negative. You don't like Cedric? Uh, Talk about a boring kid. I love Cedric. I love Cedric. I would have been so into Ced. Who's that? Your boyfriend? Yes. Oh my God. No. I love it. Is he dead? Is he dead? Size like a little bit. Yeah. Your boyfriend is He's like wearing like really. For those of you who don't know, we're mocking Dudley in the fifth Harry Potter film. Who like all of a sudden is dressed like in this very like ghetto way. Yeah, he's like bullying Harry on the playground. No, but he's recently. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Robert Eggers, who like directed the movie The Witch, which is super good. But he's like his new movie is called The Lighthouse. Is that the one with the goat in it? It is. Okay, I saw that. It's so good. It <laughs> I did. Movie. I did not enjoy it. Really? I saw that with I saw that with Matt and Chris, and I was like, <laughs> they, I think they were watching it for their summer movie thing, their podcast they used oh, to have. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is this is not what I thought I was getting myself into. <laughs> But, the, but his new movie, The Lighthouse, stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and they're mm-hmm. the, these just these like two rugged, I guess New Englanders who are just mm-hmm. basically alone on this lighthouse island you know and it looks insane okay and in black and white i'm sorry i just don't like him that's fair i feel like i have different tastes in everyone at this table in terms of men like like give 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 an example of someone you're like yeah i remember that david duchovny Mm, i can see it i get it i agree with that yeah i get it he's a novelist too and a musician. <laughs> also, it's not good music, but do I own the album? Yeah, I do. 
Oh, did you guys also see in terms of like just sort of like older dad celebrities okay. becoming rock musicians? Be careful there. Well, Jeremy Renner yeah. <laughs> recently <laughs> threw his hat in the ring. Can I just say that when he played the piano on SNL, I had a huge crush on him at the time, and I lit, like I was in college and I literally cried watching a YouTube video on it. I was like so overwhelmed. I didn't know he could sing. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He seems like he's, like, maybe not the, like, I don't know. Like, he seems like he's, like, maybe a little bit, like, gross. (laughs) Like, just, like, the way, like, he was on Anna Faris's podcast, and he was, like, giving advice, and, like, I, like, I just think that he's, like, I don't want to say old-fashioned, but, like, I just feel like his, like, like, he said to Jennifer Lopez, like, nice globes at the Golden Globes, like, talking about her boobs. Ew, what? He's just a little, like, he's just a little uncouth. In a way that I'm like, oh, also no. we're normally talking about her butt, so yeah. I'm not sure what he was <laughs> referencing there. Maybe the gloves were on her butt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't mean. Yeah, I don't want to get into the mind of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> who knows what demons haunt that place? What about um, the girl who plays Veronica on Riverdale as Jordan? Yeah, Camille Mendez. Yeah, that girl. I she could do that. that. Oh, really? Yeah. You probably like it. The first season is very good. Oh my god, that's your lookalike. Archie. The kid who plays Archie. That's mean. Okay. Well, I don't like Archie. Was I just insulted? No. (laughs) He does kind of look like him. Archie's so boring. Actually, do you know who I think you could be? Robert Pattinson. No, we talked about this last night and I said yuck. No, I love that. Oh my god. Cedric. (laughs) Ew, sorry. Oh. No. No, I think it's more of like the hair. It's like anytime there's like a similarity in the hair. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're doing bad pictures. Let me find a better one. Let me pull up a Robert Pattinson on a a little, a little. This mo- this made me want to watch um the Before Midnight movie. Just like relive the twenties. This book. Mm. Um, what about this gift? Oh, huh? Midnight, Midnight in Paris. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Richard Linklater I also love Before Midnight. Midnight. Um, that's also a favorite. But yes, Midnight in Paris. That, yeah. Did you guys that? Owen Tom Wilson is Jake asking. Tom Hiddleston plays. Um, oh my God, you are Scott Fitzgerald so Robert Pattinson. Oh, right. I can't take it. He's the, like, we're the Fitzgeralds. Look at this. They, their no. faces are nothing no. alike. No, they have the similar eyebrows, similar like no. eye and no. similar hair. They I think our eyes alike. are different, but, but maybe similar, like a similar and mouth similar jawline. Like no, wow, no, no. I can see. Can it. you let me have this chair? Just let me. <laughs> we'll take an Instagram poll and see. What <laughs> Just let me think. I have like. this. Look, you do that all the time. Okay, just use it. Okay, plays with his hair. So does everyone. Whatever. Not, not <laughs> Harley like leaves the podcast. Yeah. I don't even want to be on it exactly. anymore. Knock the microphone. <laughs> Should we talk about the ending? You were like making me laugh about it earlier. What, were t- what about it? You were talking about how like Nick um, was like calling people to get to come to the funeral. Like all these people. Yeah, that, like, it was really sad. Oh my god, so sad. Really sad. And this one guy was like, "I have a picnic to be going yeah. to." Yeah, really the people. Yeah. The people's excuses are like, "Listen, like I can't be mixed up in a murder." It's like this yeah. was like, because, I, like, like I don't do that, and I. It's like, but we did. already know who did it. Like we're not going to be implicated. <laughs> but he did say that touching line where it's like, "I hope we can learn to appreciate." What did he say? Friends, where they're Friends living, when they're living. 
did. And I yeah, was, like, was like, wow, oh, that, that really... seems like a pretty dumb funeral excuse Wolfsheim's line. Excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not good enough. Like, he's like, right. I don't fuck with death. Like, I'm yeah. not going with that. I'm going to ask. Can you read the last part? He has a better reading. Okay. Which last part? Just like this last section is so beautiful. I feel like this whole last... I don't know, because I... Okay, I'll start it right over here. Do you guys mind if I do read a quick passage? No, go ahead, T. And as the moon rose higher, the inessential houses began to melt away until gradually I became aware of the old island. I almost want to like turn into what I think Nick Do it. Do it. What? Tyler Laminakas. This is page 180 of the Scribner edition. Right. Do it in a voice. The moon rose higher. Here that flowered once for Dutch sailors' eyes, <laughs> a fresh green breast of the new world. Its vanished trees, the trees that had made way for Gatsby's house, had once panted in whispers to the last and greatest of all human dreams. For a transitory, enchanted moment, man must have held his breath in the presence of this continent, compelled into an aesthetic contemplation he neither understood nor desired. And they turning into Savannah accidentally. Yeah, it's kind of southern. <laughs> face to face for the last time in history with something commensurate for, to his capacity for wonder. And as, and as I sat there, brooding on the old, unknown world, I thought of Gatsby's wonder when he first picked out the green light at the end of Daisy's dock. He had come a long way to this blue lawn, and his dream must have seemed so close that he could hardly fail to grasp it. He did not know that it was already behind him, mm-hmm. somewhere back in that vast obscurity beyond the city, where the dark fields of the Republic rolled on under the night. Gatsby believed in the green light, the orgastic future that year by year recedes before us. It eluded us then, but that's no matter. Tomorrow we will run faster, stretch out our arms farther, and one fine morning, so we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. Wow. So good. Tyler's going to get an audio book. Yeah. Um, so good. My accent jumped all over the place. I will say I will never forget reading that for the first time because it was like, it felt like... I was reading something in English, and then, like, that last sentence, I remember being like, like, what? As a high school student, I was like, I have no concept of what he's talking. It kind of felt like, you know that poem, like, where they get the the title for Of Mice and Men from, where it's like, um, oh my god, I totally forgot. A memoriam? No. Um, I don't know. Wait, which... It's like the it, or it's the it's like the best laid schemes of mice and men, and then the next line is like right. gang ask ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Um, it's kind of like that Missy Elliott song, sure, sure. where she speaks backwards. <laughs> oh, and you never do that. Yeah, I always think in that last in this last passage, for some reason, I'm like reminded of like it's almost like the antithesis to that Walt Whitman poem, "Pioneers, Oh Pioneers." Sure. You know, because it's almost like the Never failed right dreams now. of pioneers. It's like we find ourselves in this moment where, like, America is no longer a land of, like, unknown discovery. It's like everything is known, and that's terribly sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is sad. <laughs> well, this, too, it's like the whole... But it's it's kind of a confusing ending in some ways, because it's also like, wait, Nick, like, no, you didn't learn the right lesson from this. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, he disapproved of him from beginning to end, and you're like, yes, correct. And then it's almost like going to the funeral. He's like, well, there was like something beautiful about like his longing for the past, I guess. And it was like, so like all we're ever going to do is like try to get at like, I think it's more like we're all we're ever going to do is try to get at the things we wanted when we were younger and then realize we actually can't have those things because those things weren't the things we thought that they were. 
Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want like to I want to live in that house that I see on the corner, and like as you get like it's just like not actually possible because it doesn't mean what you think it means or something. Yeah. But it's also like I think you learn the wrong lesson. Well, I mean, it's to like, be like all of a sudden Gatsby's a hero. No. No, it's like basically you should be like you know what I'm gonna call Jordan up and you know take her out on a nice date and treat her the way she deserves. <laughs> That's what should have been the lesson here. Awesome. I felt bad for um, Gatsby's dad. Oh my god! I'm like, okay, Gatsby told us you were dead. <laughs> Where's his mom? She must be dead. She probably is dead. Oh god! And the dad is so proud of all of, like his worldly possessions. It's like he literally had no life. You know, he lived like for a fantasy, and that's like really it. And that's sad. Yeah. Hmm. Any closing thoughts? I was, and this is like. When I like kind of read that last passage, it always reminds me, and I'm sure you guys remember this from grad school, but Probably not. Walter Binheim means the angel of history. Uh-huh. You know, it's where the... Nope. Where the, <laughs> I'm having like a PTSD <laughs> flashback, but I don't know what um, it means. Yeah, right. Where it's like the, the angel, of, like the concept of history is that of an angel, right? Who's basically being pulled back in this sort of maelstrom and this like huge storm. Mm-hmm. And all the angel can see is a the collection of, in, of events of the past, just like quickly... Uh, like moving away from this angel that's being drawn into the future. What that's class is this for? I have no idea. Okay. Wasn't must <laughs> so have like been I, I was supposed to read that. Must have been modern poetics, yeah. which Maybe, I, I yeah, avoided. Probably. Like the plague. Disability studies for whatever reason. <laughs> right. But it's beautiful. I mean it's just kind of like the condition of, of life and our understanding of how life can be viewed, you know? Yeah, just where we're all just being being pulled into the future, mm-hmm. unable to see it. And what we can see is the wreckage the past leaves behind. Or just Interesting, because I my like takeaway is how destructive it is to live in the past and how you have yeah. to just be here and the future. Living in the past and then the promise and fantasy of the future. Like the only place you can sanely be is in the present now. Right, but how much of a struggle that is. Yes, you know, and that's like the impact mm-hmm. of that final yeah. line of like mm-hmm. reaching. Um, the, of, of like running faster tomorrow and like reaching out our arms farther. It's yeah, like always yeah. this like physical exertion to be to be more presently mm-hmm. here. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And now maybe we should be go and, and jump in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> well, did All you right. guys have final thoughts? I mean, we yeah. kind of rambled. I mean, I'm obviously going to. I don't think that was rambling. That was like beautiful. Yeah, that was really <laughs> nice, Tyler. <laughs> beautiful philosophy of life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thanks for, first of all, hosting us in your lovely home. Yes. And being guests awesome. today. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thanks for this. This was literally a dream come true. And I was so nervous with these three English masters. I was like, gosh, how am I going to keep up? But Stop. just so everyone's aware, Ari's <laughs> getting a PhD in clinical. Yeah. Ari's yeah. the only PhD of us all. She's a master of the mind. She's no fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was really, I was like closely listening because I wasn't reading. So I was very, like, I must remember that part. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Tune in next time we have an episode. We make no promises as to when that will be. Hopefully soon. Yeah, I look forward to. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Maybe one more before Cher gets swallowed up by law school again. I think the semester's going to be better. Like, we might be able to do once a month. Yay! I'm going to try to keep up this time. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.